0: All right, welcome to the Twins Insider Podcast. I'm Michael Rand. Columnist Chip Scoggins joins me today as well. Chip will be in Chicago uh, a little over a week from now if he hasn't already left. Uh, that's that's the, uh, <laughs> the joke in the office is that Chip likes to leave for events a little bit early. Um, I believe he's still at home in the Twin Cities. But Chip, how are you doing today? I am here. Uh,
1: I have not left yet, but I... <laughs> I hope to get there uh, uh, for the for the exhibition game against the Cubs. Um, yeah. That's the plan for now, and then stay there through the uh, the opening series. But, yeah, it's uh, it'll be nice to actually watch a baseball game in person.
0: Watch a baseball game and go cover something that's not – I mean, I imagine have, I'm, you might have done a little bit of getting out of the Twin Cities. If, I don't know if you had vacation or if you had to go pick up kids' places, but it's been pretty – I've, I've not really left the metro area in four months and I'm, you know, I'm a little stir crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah. We actually uh, took a family drive out to uh, South Dakota, out to the Badlands and Custer state park. And oh, Mountain nice. West.
0: That's a nice, nice area. With,
1: yeah. It's, it was a beautiful trip. Um, so it, it was nice, but it was a little weird to, to uh, you know, get out of the house for a change. And right. so it, I, I'm i interested Mike to see just the atmosphere of a live sporting event with no fans. I mean, that's going to be some getting used to, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. And I I feel like too, I mean, I've, I've talked about this before, but I, I I feel like another, you know, a big piece of it too is like, so very few people are going to be experiencing that live at the ballpark. And I'm just very curious what the TV experience will be like, because every sport has put so much of, you know, so much of their kind of their banking on TV in so many ways to, Mm -hmm. you know, to, connect with their fans for, you know, for ratings and then, you know, revenue reasons, but it, it, it's been hit or miss for me as a TV viewer, just watching some of the things that have been on already, um, you know, whether it's golf or soccer or, you know, some of the other things that have started up and a lot of these other sports are going to be starting at basically the same time. You're going to have, you know, major league baseball, you're going to have WNBA, NBA, NHL, all kind of in that same seven to 10 day window at the end of this month or early next yeah. month. And I just, do you, how do you feel like the viewing experience will be? Because I feel like it's been kind of weird with there's, to see yeah. empty state, to, to not hear that ambient noise, even if it's piped in, It it is a, it's a different experience. And I wonder how, how people will react to that and how long they'll keep, you know, keep watching or, or sure. not.
1: Yeah. You know, I watched the, I watched the Minnesota United the other night yep. and it didn't strike me, it, it it didn't jolt me to the way it, the degree I thought it might. Um, sure. I didn't find it that odd. Baseball, I don't know that it'll be a huge deal. I think football, where you have that sustained noise, that yeah. sustained that you know, kind, of kind of of background, din background, you know, I think yeah. it might be different for that sport. But um, you know, it will definitely be different <laughs> uh, when you're watching on TV when you see foul balls going through. Yeah, the, uh, that's yeah. Yeah, so nobody's scrambling for the ball. It's, right, hits an empty seat. <laughs> you know, sure. So I, I think visually stuff like you know things, shots like that. Um, and we're so used to crowd shots, right, in, in broadcast, whether whatever sport it is, where you get sure. the fake emotion, right, and not that. So it, yeah, it's gonna it take some getting used to, but also probably sure that we're also starving to have some yeah. sports in their lives that we'll get over it pretty quickly. Just you know, because we're being entertained again.
0: One thing, unfortunately, that's probably not going to take much getting used to is the Twins perhaps being without Byron Buxton for a while. <laughs> We've had a chance to acclimate yeah. to that uh, many times in the last few years. And things health-wise took another turn yesterday. It looked like he hurt his foot pretty bad chasing a, a, a ball in, in the outfield at target field um what what do you what what did you make of what what you saw yesterday and just you know uh, again this is a team that's loaded we saw last year they can win without buxton but they're they're a different team and it's at a point where sure i just i i feel like you 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 through no fault of his own you, you just can't count on byron buxton to be a part of your team at any point until some point in the distant future, when it's been proved otherwise.
1: Yeah, and my, hopefully it's uh, you know, nothing too serious, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, initial Rocco's, you know, initial comment just the initial valuation didn't seem too bad. The scans and all that, and they right um, today. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's your your initial reaction was, you know, this was not slamming into a wall, you right. know, this was getting hit by a pitch. This was he planted, right? Maybe his cleat got caught, but it's just. It's frustrating for fans. I'm sure it's obviously frustrating for him, but it's – it's you felt like, all right, here we go again. You know? Yeah. He's just – I never like to – you know, some people, when a guy's injury prone, they right. you know, say soft or whatever, and it's like I never – that's a dangerous game when you start trying to judge a person's pain threshold and all that. But he's on – you know, he's – at the very least, he's unlucky, right? I mean, this yeah. is – you know, he just it just seems to happen to him, and so, and where it comes into calculation now, Mike is, you know, he's going to be due for a contract here mm-hmm. in the very near future. And there's yep. talk about, you know, even maybe last year. But is, if you're the if you're the organization, how can you commit big time dollars to him? And we talked about this when he kept injuring himself, slamming into the wall, and it's like,
0: right,
1: you know, at some point he's going to learn, you know, maybe let that bounce off the wall and let somebody have a single, you know, that you right. do have,
0: right. have to
1: preserve your body and your health. And the whole debate is, can he do that? Because he's playing aggressively. And um, I think he even said in one of his zooms that, you know, he's, uh, when he got to camp that he, you know, he's learned that, you know, maybe he shouldn't uh, go after every ball, you know, <laughs> and, and he has to be more aware of his surroundings. Um, and then it gets hurt catching a routine fly ball. So, um it's just, I think this is just part of who he is, right? That you're going to have to deal with him, you know, be on the field. 100, yeah. No, 60 games or 60. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, that, that it's just part of the deal. But it is going to be interesting that when it comes contract time, how that's going to play into the negotiations.
0: And it was look, it was setting up to be like the perfect Buxton year. You only had to get him through two months, basically, and then, mm-hmm. you know. And again, we don't know the severity of this. This could be cringe. Could turn out to be one of those things where it looked worse. They were exercising a whole bunch of caution, and that mm-hmm. it turns out that it's you know, he he's back at some point in the in the near future, and it's not as bad as we think. But yeah, it's you know, it's one of those things where. Right if if it keeps happening in different ways I would you never would call Byron Buxton soft it seems like no, he's, he's no. the kind of player that goes hard he Look goes, at the way he plays yeah right. look the at the way, way he plays, plays yeah. is not soft but unlucky yeah. like you said injury injury prone if there is such I a thing I think that's fair I think that's fair I mean, yeah. he's he, it's just when it happens so much to someone it's a hard label at least to shed until you have you know a lot of guys they need to have years like multiple mm-hmm. years in a row, where where they stay on the field for predominance of the time, um, and, and you know, and, and don't don't spend time on the on the injured list. So it'll be interesting to see you know how that how that plays out. And because this is you know, I, I talked to Phil Miller about this yesterday on on, on the podcast. But this is a team, you know, Phil Phil's saying this is a team that's as confident as he's ever seen a Twins team, and for good reason. If you look at how yeah. loaded they are, and how you know they're their kind of combination of both talent and depth sets them up pretty well for this strange, you know, condensed 60-game season in which they're going to play you know, right after this first series they're going to have a stretch of 36 games in 37 days at least scheduled games, so, you know, not not accounting for any kind of rainouts or, or anything like that, but yeah. their their depth and, you know, their are their quality of depth is going to be tested, but they they seem to have plenty of it. This is a team that is rightfully thinking big things, as much as you can yeah. think big things in a year like that. But you know, and, but Buxton is always a, well, a big piece of that—a different kind of player than they have anywhere else on the roster.
1: Well, that's that's the thing, and we saw last year that this was a different team when he's in the lineup. Both, right. obviously, defensively, There are a lot. us yes. um, but then offensively and. and you know, it looked like he was starting to figure things out at the plate, and uh, you know, just the pressure he puts on the opposing defense with his speed and on the base paths, and so they, you know, they still they have a lot of depth with him yes. not in. They're still a good team, but I think he elevates this team and 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 makes them that much uh, more dangerous, um, particularly defense. It's just yeah, you put Max Kepler to center field and and yeah. And Max is a Max is a pretty he's,
0: good center fielder but it just it, yeah. it, it diminishes every position then you, sure, you know, then yeah. you you're asking probably you know Marwin Gonzalez is an okay outfielder if, if he ends yeah. up being the out, you know out there that's okay but basically you're trading Byron Buxton for Marwin Gonzalez in the outfield most nights and that's just not going to be a
1: a win most no. nights defensively so And your pitching's better when he's out there and yep. just everything and so yeah they need him um and this is the season where is Screwy as this is with sixty games and everything that's going on, and not knowing if they're going to be able to finish. And right, this is the thing you talk about expectations. I mean, when's the last? How long has it been since we've had this kind of feeling about a Twins team where you're thinking, "Yeah, this team can really compete and contend." Did you feel better about the rotation? Obviously, yeah. was you know you, you made it better on paper with Donaldson mm-hmm. and and then having Buxton back. Right, you felt like, all right, this defense is going to be you know. Exponentially better yeah. when you add Donaldson and Buxton back, uh, and so, yeah, it's it's uh, you almost felt like the frustration come flowing out of social media last night when that when that yes happened to fans because they just, I think fans really want to see the full lineup and this full, um, Twins team intact from yeah. the get go. As we talked about, is you know, it's a little cliche, but this is a sprint now. It's yeah, not it's a,
0: two months. This is a, basically yeah, they're playing I mean, the pennant like, race. They're playing the pennant race part of the season. That's the only part of the season they're playing.
1: Yeah, it's like foot on the gas from from opening day, and so, you know, your depth is going to be tested. But you want to, you you don't have to test it before you even start a game. You know, so yeah, it's frustrating. And like I said, hopefully it's it's not one of those things that it's a you know, a right. couple something prolonged. It's you know. I'm more scared than anything yeah
0: if it's soft tissue those can linger so we just have to see and there's there's less obviously there's less margin for error and recovery time because the season's going to be yeah. over in two and a half months from now but hasn't even started yet you are going to be there next week what you know what are some of the things you're like aside from curiosity what are some of the things you're legitimately looking forward to when you get to Chicago and, and when this this season begins you know whether it's just kind of like walking around that city and and seeing you kind know, of how yeah how Wrigleyville looks if if you're down there you know for that exhibition game or kind of you know just w- what are some of the things you're looking forward to about that series and this season?
1: Yeah, it's interesting, Mike. I was at Wrigleyville a couple of years ago uh, during the World Series. Uh, yeah. with the, for I was in town for a football game and just went up there and walked around, spent the day walking around and just did a column, kind of being outside. And, sure the scene. And so it'll be interesting to walk around there, see if fans gather outside, sure. you know, bars or rooftops or how they do in the neighborhoods there to kind of take in that scene. Um, and, and just kind of the, the weird uh, weirdness of having a baseball game going on inside with no fans and to see, you know, what the mood is like outside. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see just how, and I don't know if you can qualify this or quantify this, but just does the lack of fans and, and energy and atmosphere have an effect on the product on the field? I don't know. I don't, yeah. I, don't know will, I don't know that it won't. Um, you know, you see so much in players talk about feeling the energy of yeah. a craft in, in whatever sport. And so does that play effect at all? Or, or are we overstating it? I'm, I'm curious to see how that plays out. Um, and then, you know, obviously on the baseball side of it, I'm curious to see how Rocco and other managers, if they alter their approach, because I think they'll probably have to, right? With the 60-game season that, um, you know, do you manage more aggressively? You yeah. Sure, uh, uh, leash with guys, whether it's, you know, quick hook or – because that's the thing, you know, let's say a starter has – Three poor outings in a row. Can you afford to keep going down, you know, that path, or do you have a? Are you more inclined to change things up quicker because this is not it? You yeah. don't have a lot of time to let things play out. So I'm curious to see how you know managers handle kind of the day to day, you know, just urgency that's going to come with the season.
0: I think they have to manage differently, and it's a, it's going to be a balance though because, right? You've you, on the one hand, your margin for error is diminished by you know, the, the only having 60 games, which is, you know, imagine if an NFL season was six games, that's the, mm-hmm. that's the, yeah. that's the basic, that's the basic parallel. Like each game becomes that much more magnified. Um, but also though, you, you, do, you can't, you can't just, you know, burn through your bullpen all yeah, the time exactly. because yeah. these games are so compressed. You've got that, you know, that stretch of 36 games in 37 days and sure you can, you know, they kinda of played the the matching game last year where, you know, if they overextended a, a guy, they could, you know, bring up bring up some fresh arms from from, you know, from the from, you know, what's gonna be their taxi squad sure. essentially this year. Um and they've got quality rotation depth to the point that they could make probably easy switches and probably have, you know, people who can, you know, work long in a game. But yeah, you're right. I mean you, you, you can't you you get down like so you get down like seven to two in a you know in a normal 162 game season in in a game you might you know the, the pitcher you bring in next might be different than mm-hmm. than it is now you, you as much as they probably would never say they kind of punt on a game it, it happens you feel it you, you see it it does you happen. see it happening yeah. you see yeah. I mean I don't think put it this way I don't know how many times you're gonna see. Uh, position players pitching unless it's completely <laughs> no. out of hand this year. Yeah. Like a fifteen to nothing game in the ninth inning. So you know, just to preserve pitching. But yeah, I, I don't think you can help but manage this at least a little bit differently with the with the urgency that that there is this year.
1: Yeah, and it's gonna be um you know I was talking to Chris Carr the other day and he's like, you know, if you get swept, that's like a it's like nine games in a normal season. Right, I know. it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like nine games. So that that tells you how how much every game matters, and it's you know I think Rocco does a great job, and we talk about culture all the time, but the culture they established last year with kind of stress free in the clubhouse, and um, you know just go about your business, and and uh, you know really worked for that team. Yeah. So I don't know that he'll deviate too much in terms of his personality and they have good leadership in there with Cruz and some of the veterans. So I don't think there will be that outward, oh, my gosh, this is, you know, right. every game. Rocco said you can't manage every game like it's a game seven or if it's a sure. But by the same token, it sort of feels like, you know, it sort of has that, at least maybe the way we do it, that there are no throwaway games anymore.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah
1: in a 162 game, you know, you can afford to have some stinkers and guys like, uh, you know, it, I always say that, you know, when guys get off to a slow start, what do we hear every year? Ah, it's early, you know, right. it's worry. Well, it's not, it's not early. It's late. It
0: never, it's never going to be early this year. Early, is <laughs> early yeah, and late are the same time. this year.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, um, so it, it'll be interesting, you know, to see if that has any kind of effect on, you know, just the the mood and atmosphere and, yeah. Uh, Kind of personality of a team.
0: It'll all be interesting to watch. Chip, good stuff. Uh, follow Chip on Twitter. Read his stuff on Startribune.com, and definitely, uh, definitely give him a follow and a read when he's down in Chicago. Eight days from now, right? You probably would
1: leave. Yeah, you know, a week from uh, next tomorrow. Wednesday. Yeah, a week from yeah, leaving next Wednesday. Yeah, oh. so we'll be there Wednesday to Sunday. And uh, I'm driving, flying. So yeah, um, I think it's probably just more convenient, and then with everything going on, it's probably the best option right now.
0: It's not a bad drive. It's it's doable. Ah. Like back you know, back before, you know, when we had more time than money, we would drive to Chicago all the
1: time. <laughs> That's right. That's so, I know I know. I've yeah. made that trip many times, yeah.
0: yeah. So. Well, good stuff, man. Appreciate it. Take care, all right? All right, Mikey. Thank you, man. Bye. Bye.